Welcome to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. Today I'm talking to Sebastian Strug, publisher and multimedia artist. Sebastian talks about his business and how he can help authors get their books published either into print or an audiobook. I'm so glad that he's decided to stop by the podcast and share his knowledge with us. Welcome, the newest member to the book club, Sebastian Shrug. Sebastian, thank you so much for being on the podcast and stopping by the book club to offer some insight and knowledge on what you do. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You are so very welcome. So I'm really excited because you offer a lot of unique services, maybe not just to somebody who's looking to publish a book, but maybe somebody who's looking to do some other things. I know that you do uh, film and podcast and all types of stuff. So just let's just dive into it and just kind of tell me about your business and how it came to be. Sure. And then, you know, tell us, you know, what, what services you can offer and how people can collaborate with you. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be more than happy to, uh, to delve into that. Uh, I guess I'll just start right at the beginning. Um, hi, my name is Sebastian Shug. I am an independent multimedia publisher and artist. I got my start at 15 when I was brought upon as a contracted illustrator for a children's book that grew from one book to five books to 30 books. And in that interim began writing, narrating, producing, and publishing my own content under the umbrella of Sebastian Shug Publishing, LLC. Now, it was a long and difficult journey, uh, both personal and professional, because, uh, you know, when you, whenever anyone starts a business, there's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through, not just in the legal world, in the legal world, but of brand identity, what you want that brand to be to the public. And what I wanted to be, and what I still am trying to be, <laughs> is that independent publisher for authors and artists in contrast to possibly other boutique publishers. Um, Not here to name any names. There are publishers that would charge an arm and a leg to see your book out in stores with little to no return on investment for said book. I wanted to be someone who was a lot different than that. And it grew from literary publishing strictly to audiobook publishing, audio publishing in general. You said podcasts and uh, I do make podcasts as well, (laughs) to film, music, and it just encompasses multimedia. So, yeah. So that's really cool because I think authors don't really think about how to really kind of promote themselves by being unique rather than doing what everybody else is doing, right? Right. So I know that you had mentioned that the publishing company is going under a rebrand, so tell me, you know, if if the publishing company was active today, how could you help me publish my book? Sure thing. Um, I guess a little bit of backstory on that. Sebastian Shug Publishing LLC is going into a rebranding because of COVID. Uh, I think as business owners, the financial undertaking and the uh, costs definitely, they superseded our expectations in 
the most negative way possible where we didn't expect to shut down businesses and me included. Hypothetically, <laughs> because I still want to, you know, rebrand and put this business back out into the public, how I would be able to help authors is provide services in both or rather in all three areas of print, digital, and audio publishing. Whereas I work with a B2B system with first, second, and third party retailers like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Apple, and you know, etc., to get these books out in stores. And essentially that would that would be it. That's what I had done pre-COVID. And that was what I was doing until <laughs> COVID took it took a turn for the worse for me. Um, you know, I don't want it to sound you know all negative. Uh, businesses have their ups and downs, but um, essentially, yeah, it would be it would be that distribution of that manuscript. So let me ask you a question because a lot of authors kind of get there's a misconception that a publisher will do everything for you. And I'm talking the marketing of mm. the book, right? And so I think right. people get confused on exactly what a publisher does and kind of how far their reach is to help the author get their book out there. Every publisher is different is all I can say. And that comes with both personal anecdotes and business experience. Uh, the personal anecdotes definitely outweigh the reasons as to why my publishing company, at least, operates the way that it does. Simply put, some people choose to advertise differently. And in contrast to the big companies, which I am not one of, <laughs> you know, obviously, they encapsulate a large demographic through their brand. Myself working one one of one with authors there is a very it's it's on a case by case basis basis as to where this book wants to be shown to what audience it's also dependent on genre as well and i feel where my publishing company excelled before it tanked for lack of a better word was that i accepted any and all genres simply because i wanted to be experimental in that distribution right so, hypothetically speaking, one author may want to market to a certain demographic of people who they think that they might want to read it. Others want, you know, the most out of it. But the thing is, and what I really kind of keep true to form, is that marketing should be done by the author and or artist. Simply put, they know the book. They know the book, you know the most because they they created the content but also they know their respective audiences as well i as a publisher can do nothing but send the book out and hope that it does well and the proof is in the pudding when i see the royalty reports um if i don't then that is something that i go over with them and say hey you know listen the book didn't sell or the book didn't meet your expectations you know I'm not cutting the book from production, of course not, but it's something that I wanted you to keep in mind just in case you wanted to, uh, you know, like delve deeper or expand. I hope that answers your question. Um, I like to keep it as very freeform as possible, but um, personally, myself, a publisher shouldn't be the marketer. It should be the author, 
subsidiary with the publisher. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Actually, you know, to really to do well in marketing, um, you should enlist the help of a publicist or an agent, somebody who's going to actually act, you know, help you really get the book out there. Or you can market yourself, which is a very time-consuming yes. um, ordeal, and it can be very daunting to market your book, especially if you're just trying to do what everybody else is doing. So if somebody wanted to work with you, what is your process like for them to submit their work and for you to, um, cause are you, are you having authors submit and then deciding that you want to work with them or are you just working with everybody? Essentially, yeah, that is the level of quality control that I have, whereas an individual contacts me, you know, via phone, via email, and they state uh, that, hey, I would like to publish a book. Um, I have the manuscript. I have the title, the, the cover page. Uh, this is what I would like to release to the public. And I say, sounds great. Send it over. There is a little bit of a waiting period because... First of all, I need to make sure that the content that they're submitting is, how do I put this? <laughs> I don't want to be the type of person to to say, no, you can't publish this. Obviously, if, the, if this is something that is like, it goes against my moral fiber, I'm going to say no. Or if it's like questionable material, because, you know, a lot of people write interesting things and some maybe they shouldn't release out to the general public who knows but it does go through a quality control check i give the yes or no and uh essentially what happens there is um it goes through the general formatting of the files making sure that the files are the right type grammar's fixed spelling's fixed so that the product that goes out is 100 percent complete so are you are you um, helping them with maybe through the editing process if they don't have an editor? If they just bring you an unedited manuscript, are you sending them to somebody that can help them with that process? <laughs> um, typically, I did edit, and it was uh, I will say admittedly it was the, it was out of the kindness of my heart because it was just it was easy for me to do, and I didn't charge an extra percentage at least back then I didn't. But it was something that if I saw that there were flaws in the book, um, it, it's one of those things where you have to look at it like this: people come from different backgrounds, they come from different dialects, and word processing or word processors rather are going to register languages differently. So if there is a nuance or a flaw in someone's spelling, but it it's right according to where they come from, and I've had many examples of this where different dialects just they, they were wrong, you know, under the little the little red squiggly line, <laughs> it was registered as being wrong and I had to make the decision to at that point either squash that creativity that that person had when writing it or make it neat, make it concise, and pretty much change the book for them, which ethically was also something that I couldn't do. So I opted to leave a lot of those errors in for the sake of, you know, language acquisition, language barriers. If it is something where 
it's a simple misspelling or simple grammar error. You know, that is something that is easily fixable on the fly. But in terms of big scale editing, writing in aspects of the book or major parts, I have done a bit of ghostwriting. And to tell you the truth, I'm not proud of it because while it isn't illegal, it is something that um, I didn't feel comfortable with as I, I felt like I was stifling the artist and lending my perspective when it's not my book. So yeah, that makes sense. You, there, there's a moral argument there that I feel like a lot of people when they initially use a ghostwriter that they don't take into account. They just want words on a paper and they want a manuscript out to the public. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so you would, in fact, want somebody to send you an edited manuscript where it's I, gone yeah. through like a developmental edit and it's ready to be published. Ideally, you want them to yeah. submit you a, a published uh, a work that is ready to be published, correct? Ideally, ideally, it should be the files should be ready to be sent out. Understood. So. Understood. Okay, fantastic. So I'm really interested in the other things, the other aspects of your business, like the film. So I see a new thing out where people are making like little videos and films regarding their book or whatever as another way to promote themselves. Is that something that you do as well? Interestingly, no. Uh, film was something that I wanted to experiment with in terms of short films and visual narrations, whereas you would simply add video to um, like a story you were reading or a narration you were building. And my YouTube channel, Seabass, uh, spelled like the fish, S-E-A-B-A-S-S, is full of these visual narrations, which is simply me reading a story with ambiance and emotion set to a visual you know, visual aestheticism. So all in all, it really has nothing to do with um, assisting with authors in the same way that I would do with like literary publication. It just sort of falls under the umbrella of this is my experimental work. These are my skill sets that I have in film. If you would like to utilize them, if you'd like to hire me, you know, for freelance or, or what have you. It's mainly a way to show off my portfolio, uh, which I feel for publishers or you know people who make published content is especially important what about the audiobook so let's talk about audiobooks i think a lot of authors don't think about audiobooks um i think sometimes they see it as a progression right i'll get the book in print mm -hmm. then i'll do an audiobook but you can just go straight to audio Oh, yeah. You don't even need to put your book in print. You can just go straight to audio. So are you doing the audiobook from beginning to end and then spitting out a finished product? From beginning to end, should people uh, decide to hire me to be their narrator, yes. Um, as we mentioned, uh, ideally, I would have the finished manuscript, and that's what I would be narrating. If someone were to work with another audio, uh, another narrator, and they would, and they wanted to have that audiobook released, I would be able to publish that through a through a distributor. I would be able to publish those files. They would just need to be organized, you know, accordingly, uh, separately, to be uh, to be meshed together into this one into this one file, essentially. 
And so when you, if somebody decided that they wanted you to narrate their book, um, how does that process work? So I would imagine you're not only narrating, but then are you helping them launch the audiobook or get it out on platforms as well? Yes. So when any kind of publishing is going on, that is essentially the product being launched on the platform. Keep in mind that this actually takes a fair amount of time as some distributors work faster or slower than others. So in essence, yes, when that work is published, that work is made for sale. People can search for it. People can buy it. It is on the platform technically, unless you unpublish it or take it off. Understood. Fantastic. Well, Sebastian, it sounds like you do a lot. When are you hoping to have the publishing company rebranded and available? So if anybody wanted to reach out to you. Right now, as I'm looking at it, it is, like I said, it's going through a rebranding phase. Uh, Sebastian Shug Publishing LLC was not always called Sebastian Shug Publishing LLC. It was simply Sebastian Shug Publishing. And I mainly did this, um, well, A, to you know officiate it, but B, I feel like it brings more of a, more of a, a business aspect to it. Hopefully, you know, speaking... Speaking with a bit of humility, I hope it makes me seem a little bit more professional. Um, you know, it's not to say that I didn't have clients with simply, you know, not having an LLC, but it's a feel-good moment for me. It makes me feel like I'm really progressing. As of now, I would hope to have my publishing company up by the middle of the year, hopefully somewhere between May or June. And uh, day by day, I'm, I'm working on this rebranding and working on sort of a new direction of what I would like to do with publishing, which I'll tell you first right here, right now. I haven't said this anywhere else. I'd very much like to, to ease back off of like satire and lowbrow humor and the things that I thought were funny in my... <laughs> late teens early 20s into something more educational something more tangible like edutainment something that people can enjoy reading while still providing you know knowledge so i'm hoping to do that and yeah i it's it's a process it really is uh, i i wish i could say more than just you know the uncertainty of it but that's all we have at the end of the day in, in a world that we live in now. No, I think it's great that you're rebranding and that you're you're going to be back by the middle of the year. I think that's fantastic. But also I want people to realize that if traditional publishing of print isn't what you want to do, you also offer the audio services as well, which I think in today's world reaches a lot more people than print. But that's just my opinion. Right. I, I don't have any facts behind that. That is 100% my opinion. You are absolutely right. Uh, simply put, people don't want to read anymore. They would rather listen to the book. And it's it's for convenience sake. I definitely get it. And to be able to tap into that market, it's it's crucial. It really is. So, Sebastian, how can we get a hold of you if we want to work with you? All right. Well, <laughs> you can feel free to visit my website. It is www.sebastianrshug.com. That is www.my first name, Sebastian, the letter R, 
uh, middle initial, and shug, S-C-H-U-G.com. From there, you'll be able to contact me via email. That is the preferred method of communication as it is the most concrete. I used to take phone calls. Needless to say, I don't anymore because a lot of messages ended up getting lost. So yeah, feel free to shoot me an email whenever it is rebranded. I may make an official statement when it does. Uh, maybe I can come back on and, and follow up. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> but... absolutely. I have one question that all authors probably want to know and I haven't asked yet because, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of publishing companies and people out there that will separate you from your money who are not necessarily on the up and up. But I would imagine for the services that you're offering, there are fees involved and are... Do you have your clients sign some type of agreement with you so that like they feel like they're getting whatever your fees are, they're getting a, a product in return? So originally, and I hope to keep this the same way, I don't know how dated this will sound in the future if I happen to change my mind. When I initially started bringing authors to publish their works, I simply chalked up a contract that basically stated in terms of copyright, one party would not own the other party's licenses, works, copyrights, what have you, trademarks. I charged no fee. It was zero. And the only thing that, the only way that I would make my money is if a book was sold via a royalty report, I would take a certain percentage of that. The split was 60%, 40%, um, 60% going to the original artist because it is their work, and 40% on my end basically to cover the distribution costs of some of these platforms. A lot of them are free, some of them aren't, and um, yeah, that's, that's just basically how it went. So I hope to still be that inclusive publisher <laughs> so to speak that doesn't require any kind of hefty or lofty fees in order to start you know I, I realize I'm in the I'm in the strong strong minority here because I know a lot of businesses operate differently and a lot of businesses would rather collect that second mortgage payment for the sake of publishing a book, you know, I, I get it. That's how they run their business, and hopefully I can run it a little bit different, uh, possibly a lot less scummy. <laughs> so Well, and, and you're right, because there's a lot of vanity presses that will charge $1,500 up to simply publish your book, and you will get a book in return, but... Um, there's it also never, promises. There are yeah. promises that are made that are not fulfilled. And so I think there's an advantage to working with a small business like yourself. You. Um, there's definitely an, an advantage um, because I think it's more personable. So, and it really depends on what the author is looking for. But I did want to throw that out there because, like I say, there is a listener for every podcast there is a reader for every book and there is a client for every business 
So I wanted to put that out there for you, Sebastian. Thank you so much for coming by the podcast and providing us with information. You know, remember, if you want to reach out to Sebastian, his website information will be in the podcast description and his publishing company will be up soon. But audio books are something to think about. And I'm sure if you have questions, you can definitely reach out to him about audio books and he can walk you through what that process is. Sounds great. Thank you so much for, for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Sebastian. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I have been your host, Kelly Morgan. We just wrapped up with Sebastian Shrug, publisher and multimedia artist. Sebastian talked about relaunching and rebranding his publishing company and how he can help you get your book into an audiobook. All his information is in the podcast description. If you would like to be on the podcast and you're an author or someone like Sebastian who supports authors, email me. It's really easy. My email is brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Next week, another author, a new member to the book club. But until then, keep writing.